This is a presentation of Dawnforge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 664, The Hype Train is Leaking. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash books 2019. That's bit.ly slash books 2019. Over 200,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. We are also sponsored by Funko, maker of the world's broadest selection of vinyl figures from pops to dorbs, rides to mugs, and so much more. Check them out at bit.ly slash Funko ATA. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome host, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Thandeth, the non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty, and the high priestess of the Everlight, Allie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. Hi, this is Infernal Bill from Taverncast, and you're listening to All Things Azeroth with Medros, Toasty, and Allie. Or as I like to call it, The Allie Show, and two guys with funny names. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros. And with me, I have Toasty. Hey, Toasty. Oh, hi. 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 So you're so you're, you're guy number two with a funny name. <laughs> We've established this, yeah. I'm guy number one, and Roe today gets to be guy number three. Or I could just say I'm Brian and be guy number one with an actual okay name. That's this just crazy talk. That's crazy talk. No, it totally worked. It totally worked. <laughs> nah. To be fair, Toasty is just my real life monic people. Like no nobody calls me by my real name. Not even my parents call me by my real name. I kind of feel like I need to this week just to mess with you. There's a good chance I won't realize you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> a very good chance, yes. Now, people I've dated call me Toasty. That's how bad that that's how ingrained it is in my life. That's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you heard, uh, we also have Allie. Hi. You've had a very busy week. <laughs> I have. But you know what? That's okay. Vacation. I got one more work day, and then I'm on Blizzcation for the first time ever, and it's good. It's good. Feels good. Blizzcation is the bestcation. I am envious of not, I'm not getting my own Blizzcation. One day you'll get back there, man. It'll we'll be see. fine. We'll see. We'll see, what, we'll see what the future holds. And as you may have heard and guessed and stuff, because he did the intro and stuff. Hey, Ro. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> How does it feel How not doing, to be going to BlizzCon this year? It's fine. You know, it's perfectly fine. I've said this in a few places, and I will say it here. I'm actually totally 100% okay with not being there in person at BlizzCon simply because I don't know if you've noticed and I won't ramble too much about it yet, but there's a lot of stuff happening on one stage at BlizzCon. So much stuff happening that I could not see myself planting my bottom in a seat 
the whole entire day in holiday of <laughs> friday can, can you imagine what it's going to be like for those people that want to see all of those panels in holiday <clears throat> on friday i mean, I mean there are be... going to be people people will be bringing in empty gatorade bottles medros and i don't want to say what they're going to be using them for but i mean how many times do you have to see the coming soon comedy troupe i mean once you see them once you see them enough right Coming soon's a pretty big deal. You don't just stay in for one performance. So you see coming soon, and you know it means you're going to get high-quality entertainment, I tell you. Uh, this is actually the, the kind of BlizzCon where, I mean, man, I, I've experienced the electricity and magic of that opening ceremony, and I think I'll kind of miss the opening ceremony excitement, but uh, I, I do not regret that I will be able to take breaks in between those amazing big panel reveals and get whatever snacks or drinks I want to get and pay pennies on the dollar <laughs> compared to what people will be paying for the conventions. Are you saying what? you don't want to pay $5 for a small bottle of Pepsi? No, I don't want to pay $5 for a small bottle of Pepsi. I don't want to pay $3 for an apple. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think... $9 for a hot uh, dog? Still too rich? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah 8 to $10 for a hot dog. I think uh, pretzels go for like 6 or 7 And they aren't even good soft pretzels. They're like one-hour-old kind <laughs> of soft pretzels with, with way too much salt on them. And I like salt, but man, they put way too much salt on them so that you buy more $5 pop. It's true. It's true. Duly noted. I, I I will simply say that I am I am I'm sad that I won't be there, but I, I'm looking forward to what's going to happen. But we'll talk more about that a little bit later. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, sir, how have you been since your last visit to our show, uh, roughly perhaps a year ago? I all right i mean you know been doing the the same kind of thing that uh, a lot of people have been doing as far as battle for azeroth going probably not complaining as much as most people because i feel like i'm in that camp of players who were you know relatively fairly pleased with battle for azeroth i mean the battle for Dazar lore raid and the last couple of bosses of that were really, really annoying. But outside of that, my Balfour Azeroth experience has been pretty good. Uh, I have not done all the content that I thought I would do. Allie, I am terribly sorry to inform you that dungeons still did not capture my interest for the most part. I have, I've been hearing about that. You know, it hurts my heart a little bit every time I hear you say that, but I do understand. It's okay. Right. I mean, and I'm one of my hopes for the future is that they come up with some way to make me more interested in dungeons. Like, for instance, if there are certain building materials for certain pieces of craftable player housing that can be only be found in dungeons, you better believe I'm going to be in dungeons. But yeah, that's that's what has to happen. Uh, but you know what? Island expeditions have been my thing. They haven't been yeah. other people's thing. Warfronts have been my thing. They haven't been other people's thing. But I'm all in all, I, I've had a pretty good time in WoW, and I'm ready for whatever's next. Uh, had a an interesting journey where I changed my warlock main from. 
because Rose's story as a warlock was over, I race changed it to a Forsaken Warlock, and my head cannon was my Forsaken Warlock was a Sylvanas Loyalist, and uh, that that got me really far. I, I think I had the, the the best experience as a as a Sylvanas Loyalist. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah and Sylvanas. Yeah, Sylvanas, Sylvanas yeah, so Sylvanas really really knows how to show her appreciation for those that are well, yeah, on the tour. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So uh, I'm going to be race changing my Warlock to a Volpera. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm still stunned that Volpera get to be Warlocks, guys. I mean, when I knew that, when I saw that Volpera were coming that first day when the announcement was made, I'm like, oh, Volpera, that's cool. Well, it's so much for me being able to do that because I'm not going to get, Warlocks aren't going to be Volpera. Are you kidding me? Why would they let Volpera be Warlocks? And then, yes, Volpera can be Warlocks. Okay, sold. Foxes are capable of many things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, they, can be, they can be foxy. Yeah. yeah. Boo. <laughs> Boo. So I, I looked up the, the Japanese translation for Infernal, and that is what I'm going to be renaming... Uh, my warlock character, uh, it's uh, Jigoku, which is infernal in Japanese. But then I was thinking about, and I came to the realization that, yeah, say going by my Japanese name for infernal is great, but infernal is perhaps one of the best kind of fox names for a warlock you can think of if you spell it with oh, F U R N A L. Oh, damn! Like that's, that's a good choice. That's a good did choice you, right did there. Did you claim? Yeah. Did you claim the name already? Oh, I've claimed the name okay, on Earth good. and Ring. If anyone, <laughs> if you are not on Earth and Ring, you have my permission to use Infernal with a U instead of an E as your Volpera Warlock, and uh, all power to you. Okay, just logging into Dalaran. I, right I, I might actually, I, I, I would actually maybe actually play a Volpera Warlock. Maybe. Nah, probably not. <laughs> I need to. Yeah, I, come on now. Who are you talking to? Come yeah, on. how's your Void Elf Warlock doing in there, Medros? <laughs> she's doing very well uh-huh Please i heard she was i heard she was last thing hanging out with rathion oh that is highly unlikely sir that is highly unlikely yes. and i am offended by that insinuation well i mean oh, so you, you haven't done much with her lately uh, <laughs> she's probably gone looking for other uh you know other people to hang out around with you know she she's felt deserted she's felt abandoned and uh perhaps rathion uh could teach her a thing or two. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I hear Rathion's pretty buddy buddy with uh, King Andrew and Rand. We, we have already had far, far too much Rathion mentions for this show. Ooh. Let's move along. Well, I though, got Medros it... to say Rathion on the podcast, yeah. guys. Yes. <laughs> he has admitted his existence. My job here is done. <laughs> hey, I admitted his existence several episodes ago insofar as I want to kill him. you avoid saying his name. Is that's true. true. My, that's the only goal I had for tonight was to get Medros <laughs> to say Rathion once. Though, so, you know, the rest of the show is A-OK. I'm good with whatever happens next. All right. <laughs> my, my, weekend wow, my Weekend Wow talk is done. Let's move on. All right. Well, Ali, how is your Weekend Wow and podcasting? Oh, it's been fabulous. So the week itself didn't do too many things outside the ordinary. I can't remember when I beat Ashbane on Heroic, if I mentioned that last week. No, I didn't. So last Tuesday, uh, we beat Ashbane on Heroic with the Rubber Chicken Coalition. Nice. Congrats. Awesome. Thank you. Congrats. 
That was awesome. Um, it's going to be a couple weeks before I raid again, so I'm glad we at least got that far. <laughs> I, you know, did my normal. I took some time to do my islands. Did some time to do the heroic warfront. I didn't get any ups, but I got gloves that were better for my healing spec. So, you know, side grades are good. And I actually took some time to do some world quests because I am running low on war resources. So I, you know, put on some music and just knocked them out, which, you know, was kind of a chill time. I was okay with that. What? More resources are not an infinite resource? I have not no. experienced, I have not experienced running out yet. No. Hey, Ally. Reroll tokens. Hey, Ro. How far progressed are you in Mechagon? In terms of what? Do you have the item that uh, you can craft that can uh, turn basically spare parts into war resources? Do I have that? I can't remember if I have that. I, honestly, once I, I, I rushed to get to Revered with Mechagon so I can get flying, mm -hmm. and I haven't had a chance to go back since, to be completely I honest. I think you might actually need Exalted to get that. So Okay, so then no. No, okay. I don't. But... You see, War Resources haven't been a problem for me at all because I had so uh, many spare parts, and once you get to Exalted, you have, you're able to get access to this mm -hmm. one thing that, uh, it's an item that essentially turns 100 spare parts into 100 war resources, so yeah, I'm swimming in war resources. Alright, I guess I'm going back to Mechangon after BlizzCon. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good to know. Alright, so that'll be a thing. Uh, so that's kind of my week in WoW. We all mostly just some chill things, which has been good. As for podcasting, I put out my Ruby Sanctum episode on Saturday which was awesome. Uh, the big thing is from last night, I had the extreme honor of participating in Pod Before the Con, which is part of World of Podcasts and Con Before the Storm, which was fantastic with a lot of amazing people. Mm -hmm. It'll be tweeted and shared. I'll put it on my feed when it comes out, all that kind of jazz. Uh, but it was it's just so much fun to gather with a group of people and just geek out about blizzcon and about the game and there were some great people there so it was, and we had a good time lots of fun yeah oh and one quick uh correction before we move on to someone else i know last week i talked about my guest spot on tavern cast being released this week it's not going to be released until next week so a little correction there well i guess we'll All have right. to wait yeah so we'll be out on the 6th and I'll nice. probably talk about it again when we come back from BlizzCon because that was pretty <clears> awesome. <throat> All right. And Toasty, how about you? How about you and your week with uh, WoW and streaming? Uh, with WoW, believe it or not, I didn't have a lot of free time this past week. I wonder why. It's almost like I was getting ready to go away for an extended vacation. Um, so I only really got to like sit on my computer for a long period of time on Wednesday and Thursday and that was just a raid so Wednesday I didn't even make my full raid on Wednesday I missed the first half of the raid um and streamed that uh we got up the, all the way up to Ashvane and then um struggled on on Ashvane again but as is expected right like we're still we're still working on uh, consistently getting all those mechanics down, and RNG is still 
has an SD habit of kicking you in the butt yeah. on that fight. Astrian is tricky. That's that's definitely a challenging one. Yeah, and it didn't help that we had a bunch of people missing. I think I'm pretty sure we barely scraped together a group for Wednesday night. Um, because like there's a lot of podcasters in that group. I'm surprised everybody's busy the week before BlizzCon. Go figure. Go figure. Yeah. Oh shoot! Now that I think about, it, we didn't even raid on Thursday. We intended no, to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think when we, I logged in, there were eight of us, and about a half an hour later, we had to call it because there there was only eight of us. So not so much with the rating there. I I did uh, hang out for a little bit and do some farming of old raids to see if I can get some stuff. And then on Saturday, I decided, you know what? I really want that mace from Blackhand. I'm going to start farming that because I don't have that. So I hopped into Mythic Blackrock Foundry. And it dropped the first time I killed him. So I'm never wow, going back. lucky. <laughs> Good job. Actually, I might still go back because he has that mount. And that mount is... Mm, if you get that before Stone, Stone might lose it. Uh, but yeah, that was that was my weekend. Well, it was pretty quiet and didn't get to stream as much as I would have liked to this week. But hey, them's the breaks, and now I won't be doing any of that for like two weeks. Right? Yeah. What about uh, you? I heard, I heard you to? stream from like from uh, Universal in Florida, but all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be too busy doing all the things. Plus, I'm with Fair my enough. family. It's a whole thing. Fair enough. Um, so my week in WoW, uh, basically was hitting Najatar as often as I could to do the easy world quests and trying to, much like Ali, uh, farm up war resources because I've got some alts that are, uh, running low on those things. So, uh, that was, uh, pretty much all my week was in, in WoW. I did try to do what I could and, uh, had moderate success, I guess, in trying to level up characters um, that are already in uh, the Battle for Azeroth content. And I got a bit of progress on my two Hordies that I've been working on, but not a lot. Uh, now that I'm getting an actual level. Um, but interesting to see the story there, and uh, we'll see where it goes uh, going forward. As for my week in Pokemon... Um, and yes, Ro, this is a new thing on the show if you haven't been listening. Um, <laughs> and that is, uh, I, uh, until today, I did not have a great week. Uh, so my last shiny before this morning was the Giratina that I got on the 16th of October for the last Giratina raid hour. And I hadn't had a shiny since then. Uh, the wife, however, her account got several shinies, making me extremely jealous. Um, her shinies since uh, since that was I traded her uh, two Onyx uh, around that same time. She caught a Shuppet. Well, I, I caught her a Shuppet. I caught her a Sneasel. I caught her a, a second Misdreavus. Uh, I her first Ghastly traded did a lucky trade for a shiny another shiny Shuppet so she can now do the evolution of Shuppet and then on Sunday she got a shiny Mewtwo uh, her second shiny Mewtwo which will be going to me in a very short time and uh, I was very very uh, unhappy and jealous uh, because 
I, I like to catch my own shinies. I don't want to have to trade for them. And um, it, it, it irked me a little bit, I won't lie. Um, but uh, this morning on the way to work, I caught a shiny Ghastly, my second. Uh, my first shiny Puchiana. And then uh, on lunch, I caught myself a shiny Sneasel. So uh, it was a good day for me today in Pokemon. Um, no new perfects um, for me. And I don't think there's any that are for, from her, but um, yeah, my, my last perfect my last perfect is still my perfect lucky Larvitar, uh, which will become a perfect lar lucky Tyranitar, and get powered up all the way. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was my week in in Pokemon, um, and uh, and wow, so. Yeah, Ro, we decided since we don't go on the on rails that much, we decided to give our off rails section segments on the show. I feel like this shiny talk needs its own podcast, you know, bumper segment, like a little segment intro or something like that. Uh, <laughs> all things shiny or something. Uh, Fra Frasley, if you're the, listening, and the I know only you are. The problem is anybody who would make us a bumper intro for that section would be very instinctually trying to use music from Moana, and we can't allow that. Because <laughs> that is oh. the only song out there that is going to be an instant, like an instant you want to use that song. Okay, here's what we do: we just clip Kaylee from uh, Firefly saying "shiny." All right, and we fine. work that in somehow. Shiny, happy people holding hands. Oh, come on now. There we go. All right, fine. You're right. <laughs> there, there are other options. <laughs> just. I think Shiny and I'm on that, that song is just kicking off in my head. So, anyways, um, and uh, any hockey information you want to share, Toasty? Any good games this week? I'm sad. That's all I want to say about that. Why would well, that Ter be? goes out for five months. Oh, Ouch. I didn't heard that one yet. Shoulder injury on Saturday, and he's had he's had, he's gonna have surgery on it. But you guys beat the the wings and, and the kings. Yeah, go go. Yeah, we beat the wings and the kings. That's a great freaking accomplishment. You, I mean, you lost to the Bruins, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 boys. And How are those standings the looking, huh? How are those standings <laughs> looking? Let's talk about that. Anyway, so our first sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> for those for those not in the know, both Medros's team and Toasty's team and my team are all in the same division. And my team is number one. Just putting it out there. We can move on now. Uh, <laughs> let's see, NHL hockey standings. Let, let's actually see what, what, what Allie's talking about here. Uh, divisions. Come on. Load up. Man, the angel said slow. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's words that I can't use on this show. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay, that is, that is totally the wrong team at the top. No, I think it's the right team. Nah, nah. <laughs> Anyways. Remember what happened to the Lightning last year? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, uh... Moving on. Here's what I'm going to say is my, my, my Funko pick. And it's going to be because I'm sending good wishes to our friends out in California and those traveling to California. Um, but let's do, let's do the uh, Audible, the Funko ad, and we'll get into that. 
Our newest sponsor is Funko. If you haven't heard of them by name, you've definitely seen their products. They make collectible vinyl figures from a bunch of Blizzard universes, from Warcraft to Overwatch, Heroes to Diablo, and even more from outside the Blizzardverse, like Firefly, Doctor Who, and Sherlock. I like to highlight the Funko Pop each week, and this week's Funko, as I said, is one that I, I'm, I'm hoping will send good vibes to our friends out in California who are having some problems. So, it is Smokey the Bear. <laughs> I didn't even realize Smokey the Bear was still a thing. Oh, yeah. Guess we don't see that too much in Canuckland. <laughs> yeah, it's a solid Funko. Yeah. Ten uh, I ten. agree. It, it, it's flocked. It's got the, the, the little bit of like furry feel to it. Uh, and uh, it's a great Funko. Uh, it's not available right now, but it's coming soon. And I'm really, really think this is something they should, you know, use to promote not having fires and such. Because that'd be really good to do. Um, but uh, to those of us who have friends in California, which I think is all of us, our best thoughts with you guys. Anyways, again, as I said, to our, our people who we know in California, Blizzard employees and not Blizzard employees, stay cool, stay safe, and and hope things die down soon. Back to our ad. If you want to check out this Funko and many others, go to bit.ly slash FunkoATA. You can check out their online shop and use Shop 10 to save 10% on your entire purchase. That's bit.ly slash FunkoATA and use Shop 10 to save 10%. And we want to thank Funko for the Funko for the And we want to thank Funko for their support of the show. Alright, so what's coming up this week in WoW? <clears throat> Alright, so this week in WoW, we've got Howl's End continuing up until November 1st. So uh yeah. Make sure you get all your runs in and pick up the Headless Horseman, maybe. Or the mount. Not the Headless Horseman. That'd be weird. Anyway, a rediscovery event is going from October 29th to November 4th. We've also got the PvP Brawl, PvP Brawl South Shore vs. Terran Mill, running from October 29th to until November 4th. And finally, we've got, the, we've got the Big Daddy, which is not necessarily in WoW, but it's a thing that all of us care about. BlizzCon is on November 1st and 2nd. What, what is this? What is this? BlizzCon you're talking about? I've never heard of this. What is it? It's the thing that you're not going to this year. Wow. Whoa. Oh, that, 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 was harsh, that was harsh, man. <laughs> that was harsh. That was harsh. That, that was harsh. Yikes. Sorry. Toasty just took some of Medros' salt and just rubbed it into one of Medros' wounds. Just... Well, it's funny because so in pre-show, Toasty and I were getting excited because we actually get to like meet each other and see each other in a couple days mm -hmm. and Medros comes in and he shares that with him and Medros is like oh you're rubbing it and it's like no you're just we were just excited well, that time my, he was totally rubbing it my in. thing is if yeah. I'm going to be accused of rubbing it in I'm going to actually do it <laughs> <laughs> alright well let's uh, move on to talking about this BlizzCon uh, <laughs> before we you know <sighs> Anyway, so so this is my last show on the. This is my last episode, guys. I'm pretty sure I'm getting kicked off. Let's make it a good one, eh? Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, so yeah, uh, it is uh, leak season in, in BlizzCon land, uh, and we have many many leaks. Uh, some more. Do we want to like put out a warning sound here? Like, if you are not interested in even hearing what these leaks are, skip ahead twenty minutes or something. Sure. We'll, we'll 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 tell you what to skip forward. 
I'm just giving Madros more Somebody work. Somebody please facepalm that <laughs> Frasley image, please. Thank you. <laughs> it needs a facepalm. Uh, so uh, we have many leaks. Uh, if you don't want to hear leaks, skip ahead at least 20 minutes, maybe more, because there's probably going to be more. Just saying. Um... So let's talk about the WoW one first, since we are a WoW podcast. Uh, this one has had various incarnations and various levels of proof and debunkery. World of Warcraft Shadowlands. So this started out, I think, as a alleged screen capture from a presentation, I think. With eventually... Uh, notes uh, uh, of what was going to be featured that were totally ruined by 8.3 being announced, uh, if I recall. But it has not died in any way, shape, or form. Uh, they There's now been uh, imagery with, I think somebody on Reddit said it was like from a Dreamcast game or something, or some other game. The logo at least looks well done. I'll, I'll put it that way. Though I'm pretty sure the the font used is from another WoW expansion, but I can't remember for sure. Well, no, I mean the as far as the font for Shadowlands, the the font is for the font for the expansion name is always pretty much the same kind of font, like Legion, Cataclysm. They all use that the expansion name. They all use that same kind of font. It's not always colored the same way, but it's the same lettering. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at my posters right now, mm-hmm. and they're definitely the same. Yep. Huh. So they, they they stuck to the template there. Oh, I'm, I, I looked up WoW expansion logos, and I'm really laughing hard inside by one that came up in the in the search. Uh, it's uh, World of Warcraft The Dark Below, which nice. is oh, making me man. laugh hardcore. Uh, I remember the dark below. Good that was time. a good. That was a gooder. I remember it in various inst- in various incarnations. Let's put it that way. Indeed, indeed. But uh, what do we? So not only do we have this logo and some random image from some other fantasy u- universe, but somebody actually presented the. I guess it's, it's said to be a screenshot of the store with. Uh, WoW Shadowlands art print and t-shirt information. Mm-hmm. Are we giving? The, are we at all giving this any credence at this point? Um, uh, actually, as of yeah. today, yes. Yes, 100%. As of today, yes. Okay, then something happened today that I'm not aware of. Yes. Yeah. So, basically, uh, the Blizzard Gear store today was updated because uh, Blink Shopping went into effect. And people were doing their due diligence, as leak uh, finders and uh, rumor mongers will do. And they were going through different, you know, image files from the store and everything. And someone craftily uh, was able to to determine that an Onyxia pick for some some a print art was actually a cover-up for something else and when they were it from the gear from the blizzard gear site when you were placed in this link address anixia with bolvar it brought up this very pick that you see 
not with the not with the Shadowlands and T-shirt information next to it, but just the artwork itself. It showed that picture and in a better resolution than this picture that's shown on MMO Champion. Uh, so, I mean, it, it was coming from Blizzard's own site. So unless Blizzard planted that image there, knowing that it would be found and they're leaving it there as a red herring, which I wouldn't entirely rule out, but I really don't think that's the case, then uh, there is a very significant picture of a Bolvar Lich King that popped up that shouldn't have. It looks so cool, too. I want if, if this is truly a thing, I want the art print so badly. Oh, yeah. Originally, this pick was debunked because it shows a, a, of course, you you might recall with the story, Bolvar, you know, in his current state is all kind of fiery and charred and everything like that. And this Lich King picture shows that. It even shows him wielding a fiery mace with a skull on it, which is pretty awesome. But people were debunking this image in when it first appeared in the sites a couple weeks ago because he's wearing the Lich King Helm of Domination and the eyes are glowing blue while the rest of him is red and people were called that uh, for the in-game cinematic for the Lich King and for a lot of the Bolvar appearances since then his eyes were glowing as fiery as the rest of his body so people are like oh well they got the eyes wrong therefore this must be a, a, a fake well now that a le more legitimate versions popped up on Blizzard's site with the eyes glowing blue, now people aren't calling it a fake and people are thinking, hmm, has, has the helm taken more control of Bolvar? What does, is that what that's this what means? Sounds like. Yeah. Ooh, that's, you know, first, cause like the, the picture provided on MMO Champion, it makes me hesitate. It doesn't seem real. At least I haven't seen in the Blizzard, BlizzCon gear store, like the little like white lines. You know, in the background there. Mm -hmm. So at first I was like, there's no way this is real. But now hearing, you know, how it came to be, you know, how it came to light. I now I'm wondering if this is actually legit. I think I think there's a strong chance of it being legitimate at this point. Uh, still, there, there is. I mean, so the thing is, will the cinematic we see at BlizzCon include this because this looks like it was taken from a, a high quality cinematic yeah uh that's very possible but we still don't know the entire context of this just because there is a picture of lich king bolvar with blue eyes doesn't entirely mean that this is going to be shadowlands now the t-shirt thing and everything says shadowlands so it might still but some people were talking about like the the typing and the print and all that stuff there so, uh, who knows? I, I think a lot of people were predicting that Bolvar was going to be a factor because there's been data mining of an, an amount of Death Knight stuff, you know, in 8.3 and all that. So, this isn't entirely surprising people, but it has people getting more and more hype, that's for sure. Can I just say that I love, like, that, that image is, I need it, I want it. <laughs> I want that 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 is one metal AF Lich King and I need it in my life. I, I'm very intrigued by this. I don't I would not put it past Blizzard for this to be a plant. Yeah, it, anything's possible. But I also think it could very well be an intentional leak. Yeah. Um they need this to go well. Like that is very we, true. We will all agree on that. Like 
they yeah. cannot have this go badly. So if they needed to leak some stuff ahead of time, which that that has definitely happened, um, I think it's definitely in their best interest at this point to just let it let it go and and let people have this stuff ahead of time to a degree, and then blow us away with the announcements. That's just my thoughts. Yep. I'm very intrigued by this. Uh, so, okay. So, at this point, we, we are, we're pretty confident on the image of Boulevard being from some cinematic of some sort. Do we think it's going to be Shadowlands? Because this is an image. doesn't say it's Shadowlands. I have a theory that it, Shadowlands could be the name of a patch, maybe? Yeah, I can see the Shadowlands taking up the content of one, of one patch. I can't see... I can't see us spending the entire time in the Shadowlands because they're so... I don't know. I, I, I feel like that boat kind of sailed when we saw that the Emerald Dream was only one content patch. We've yeah. seen Argus was only one content patch. It's just if you follow this kind of stuff, I mean, heck, Nazjatar, uh, it's, a number of these areas could have had the potential to be entire yeah. expansions and they get done in a patch. So it feels like this should go the same. I'm not So I think that sh the Shadowlands will be involved in the next expansion. I just don't think that they are the complete overarching theme of the entire expansion. See, I th I'm thinking, when I mentioned this on the panel last night, I'm thinking this next expansion is going to be either Revenge of Azeroth or Azeroth's Revenge or something, because there's just so much going on between old gods, and I think we're going to see dragon aspects again, and you got the whole Shadowland stuff. There's just so much going on. I think Azeroth, as the world soul, is just going to wake up and be pissed, and she's going to get her revenge against someone. Hopefully not us. <laughs> Probably us. <laughs> We're dicks. Let's be real here. <laughs> There's still a really big sword in Zelithus. Uh, yeah, we haven't done anything. Uh, I mean, we, we took it away. It's power or something, but it's still stabbing her. It's yeah, still there, yeah, embedded it, in her. It's pretty large, too. Like, to be fair, what does she expect us to do with that sword? Uh, maybe at least cut it, cut, uh, cut it from the bottom and cause the top of that to fall. I mean, it's still at this. It's not like that sword's going to really break anything. And just so that there, just so, yeah, just so that there's a little pressure on the wound there. Can you imagine how heavy that thing is? Now let's be fair here. If we take out that sword, it could fall on AQ and cost Allie a couple of shows. Hey, I already did my AQ. Yeah, AQ's covered. That's okay. AQ's fine. It. Let it burn. <laughs> Let it burn. All right then. What, what about Uldum? Is there anything in Uldum you that might that might be a problem? Because it could. Like, that's a pretty big sword. Don't touch Uldum. I mean, we just got to make sure, <laughs> we just need to make sure that, you know, when we cut it or push it or bring it down, just give it a little bit of a push. Uh, if we're facing south, give it a little push to the right so it falls to the left of Oldham. There you go. Yeah. So like, right, on, right on AQ. Just right on top of AQ. <laughs> Not only that, I mean, that will be great because maybe that'll keep C'Thun down. You know, Ooh, just yeah. enough, more yeah. more stuff for Cthulhu to try to bear, get himself buried out of whenever he decides to come back. So yeah, th there is your plan. All right, all right. We'll uh, we'll 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 send the goblins in to uh, cut the sword. Gazel's on the case. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So, uh, yeah, very interesting to see how, what's going to happen for the WoW stuff. Uh, are we thinking that's going to be coming soon, one or two? Mm. You mean the first panel or the second panel? Correct, yes. It is not the first coming soon panel. All right. Absolutely. Well, let, let's talk about what I think is going to be number one. And that is, of course, Diablo 4. Mm-hmm. So I will rescind that I, I I think they'll still do Diablo Immortal. Um, but I think it'll be a... And by the way, Diablo Immortal is available live now. Go ahead. But they'll bl- try, they'll blow people away with Diablo 4 first. Yeah. They kind of have to at this point. What, I, what I'm kind of hoping they'll do is they'll do a fake out. Like, okay... Diablo news is all what is what you guys want to hear. Diablo Immortals available now. They're and not then, going then, to do no, no. They, I was thinking just about this too. I was thinking about this too. They they can't afford to even troll the audience with Immortal. They I, need to do yeah. Diablo four and then say, oh yeah, by the way, Diablo Immortal is out today. I mean, yeah, yeah. Them trolling the audience realistically not going to happen. No in, trolling in my the audience of, today on yeah. this BlizzCon. This is not the year to do it. <laughs> in my heart no. of hearts, it's what I want to happen, but it won't happen. It will not happen. <laughs> I think Blizzard knows better than to even consider that. Um, Only one franchise can get away with trolling the audience this year, and that's Overwatch. All right, maybe Hearthstone. Yeah, yeah, I can see. May, I, I don't know about Hearthstone. You would know more than me about Hearthstone. Yeah. I can see Overwatch being a save. Yeah. Well, uh, so the the leak we have on the Diablo side is apparently from the Diablo art book. Um, now, was this was was this released or was this something that was sent to somebody as a preview copy? It's just an image that's been flying around the internet. It's yet to be confirmed. Okay. Yeah, I think it was in a German publication that this thing came out on. Okay. If I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I wasn't sure they got the uh, the screenshot that showed the image. So, mm. um, But yeah, so it, it mentions uh, Lilith's debut in Diablo 4. That concept art came from Diablo 4. Uh, so I think we are fairly confident that we're going to see Diablo 4 announced, which we were already very confident about uh, even before this, right? We were all pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty much at ten out of ten on this going to happen this year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty much a. I, if Diablo four, the biggest surprise of BlizzCon twenty nineteen would be if Diablo four didn't get revealed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, um, Overwatch two. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, before we go to Overwatch two, we're all pretty certain coming soon one is going to be. Diablo 4, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they need to make that a centerpiece, I think. Yeah. No matter what they announce for, for WoW, they need to make Diablo 4 a centerpiece. Um, yep. And I don't even know that I'd see WoW as a number two. It might be Overwatch 2 as number two. I, I think WoW is three. I think WoW is probably four. Okay. Uh, quite honestly, a WoW expansion, I mean, a WoW expansion's a big deal, but this is something that happens every two years. Right, so yep. uh, it this is such this is such a big BlizzCon that the new WoW expansion is probably at the bottom of the big announcements, which is weird to say. I, I'm not upset about that though. Yeah. So, so, so I'm curious. Um, in in terms of the opening ceremonies go, um, I think Diablo Four is probably going to be the last one. Yes. 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 Maybe. 
Well, Maybe. no. Okay, no. Diablo 4, actually, Diablo 4 to me would be if they want to open big, they rarely ever do a big announcement at the very start. But if they wanted to open big, I think you open big with Diablo 4 because everyone's expecting Diablo 4. Uh, I, I think we hear about Diablo 4 in the middle of it. I would say Diablo 4 will probably be the last one if there is no new IP. That's, if there is, yeah, a, that's what if there is a new yeah. IP... The new IP is the last one. Because I'm, I'm thinking they've been talking about things they have in the incubator for so yes. many years now. And yes, we've we've heard a couple stories here and there of this game getting canceled, that game getting canceled. But I still think there's something in there. And I think this might be the year to reveal it. And if they do, I think that would be the last one. There's at least one new IP. I, I'm practically, I feel very confident saying that. And of course, uh, I being the best BlizzCon predictor in the world. I am quite terrible, by the way. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a new IP, guys. So I'm personally really excited for Rock and Roll Racing Reforged. It's going to be really exciting to see that. I cannot <laughs> wait to play it. Uh, you know what? It Here's the thing. I could see Rock and Roll Racing as some sort of fun mobile game. I could see a start. I could see a Starcraft mobile game. Oh yeah! By the way, we're kind of going really off the rails and bouncing all over here. Here we are talking predictions and stuff. But I am going to say this: uh, there is going to be a mobile game announcement that is not related to Hearthstone or Diablo. Yep. Yep. Rails? We need. We don't need those sticking rails, man. That's, that's true. That's true. But I do think uh, there. I do think there's going to be a mobile game announcement for something, whether it's a new IP or not. It given, won't be. It won't be the big one. Given the cover art, I'm kind of thinking it might be a StarCraft one. Hmm. Maybe because you have the StarCraft scientist dude with the tablet and the hologram stuff. Oh my gosh! What oh, if it's yeah. a StarCraft? What if it's a ghost style game where you're collecting different forms of Zerg? Medros. <laughs> Medros would that uh, get your attention if you could collect shiny Zerg Medros? No. Zerg. No. There's a show title. I know we already have the show title, but still. Uh, yeah, no. I don't want to play a Zerg. I don't want to play Pokemon or StarCraft Go. Yeah. StarCraft Go? No, no. I don't play it, no. No Go? Okay. No, no Go here. I already right. played too many games that made me chase stuff in the real world. I've, I've got <laughs> enough games. I chase dinosaurs and wizarding stuff and Pokemon I'm good I'm solid right. don't need any more uh, anyways uh, Overwatch 2 uh, so what yep. we're hearing on this one from various leaks uh, both a logo and an article from ESPN uh, on the matter uh, that is uh, there's going to be a Overwatch with um, campaign style stuff to do um, what else are we hearing on that one of course, of course, Canada finally gets a map, and it's friggin' Toronto. Give me a break, Blizzard. You're not bitter or anything, right? Toronto, the center of the friggin' universe. How do you really feel about it? I can't say what I really feel about it on this show. I mean, <laughs> it, it could have been Vancouver, to be fair. No, give me something in the middle of the country. Not necessarily Winnipeg. I know what you people are thinking. Not, not necessarily Winnipeg, but like, I don't know. Saskatoon. Edmonton, Calgary, Regina. Somewhere that's not Toronto or Vancouver. There are other cities in the country. <laughs> oh. Hell, I'll take Montreal. 
that would have been Montreal a good would one. Be really cool. Yeah, yeah that would have been a good one. But no, it's got to be Toronto. <laughs> so it, it, while Toasty simmers down a little bit, uh, <laughs> is so we are, the, the leaks and stuff are talking about a PVE mode that the PVE mode is going to have. Uh, hero talents and items which yeah i mean if you're going to focus put a pve focus on things and that kind of stuff it, you kind of need to include it to give you know a lot of variety and gameplay and stuff which is totally fine to me uh a new game mode called push and a new hero uh it's funny that they may be adding a new map with a new game mode called push and i did my uh whole blizzcon prediction contest and i said which of these new types of ma which of these maps do you think is going to be announced and push is not a type no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> i did not even know this was a thing or could exist so i yeah i mean for me Overwatch reveals and stuff, they'll get me excited. It's definitely about the story of Overwatch. Now, here's the thing. If this Overwatch 2 is its own separate game that requires a separate purchase, uh, which appears to be the case, then there are two things that really need to get me to be sold on buying it. One is the story stuff better be fairly deep. And the second is, and this is kind of a selfish thing, but I really hope that they're going to allow skins from Overwatch 1 to carry into Overwatch 2. Because I will tell you this right now, if Overwatch 2 is a separate game and they try to put that out and they say that basically there's no uh, trans, no crossover, no carryover of skins yeah. from Overwatch 1, that is going to be the bullet point that gets people frustrated and upset at Blizzard. Yeah, yep. that's going to be the thing that people complain about. They're they're going to say, uh, blah blah blah, loot boxes, all the stuff we've done were loot boxes, this, that, and the other thing, and now it means absolutely nothing because Overwatch Two is going to be your your big Overwatch game and stuff. Uh, it's it, it that's going to be an interesting tightrope for them to walk. Uh, again, we know next to nothing as far as exactly how that's all going to work, and we I've heard differing uh, stories and rumors about you know, the whole skin issue and everything like that so this is really something that's a big wait and see thing but i'm telling you right now i think the whole microtransaction thing i of course blizzard's a business they need to do things to find ways to make money and i think doing a pve overwatch game uh, as a separate purchase is fine i don't see anything wrong with a fully fleshed campaign mode and having to pay for something like that but if you're going to encourage people to buy skins for a second time for Overwatch characters, that's going to get messy. See, and here's why I don't think it's going to... Here's why... I, I'll tell you why I don't think it's going to be a second thing. Because they just gave us two new skins with the BlizzCon package. Hmm. Yeah. That's true. And so I think more than likely, this is more of a... I think I read this somewhere. It's going to be more of a Overwatch Chapter 2. And it's going to be an expansion pack on top of overwatch yeah if like look, if you look at heroes of the storm that's what they did they did heroes of the storm like 2.0 this could just be a patch right uh, but I would be very uh, happy also with a patch i would not be happy with an expansion because i can't buy it 
One thing to consider, though, is the reason why some people are saying this is a separate game purchase is if you look at some of the leaked graphic visuals of some of these characters, it looks like these characters may have been created in a different engine than what they were using for Overwatch. Uh, there's a bit more of a higher fidelity to them. Yeah. The, characters, the characters don't follow exactly the same kind of art style they've used in Overwatch 1. I, I would say Overwatch 1 has a very... Pixar kind of feel to it. This, I mean, you can see a little resemblance to Overwatch 1 simply because we're all familiar with these characters, but I wouldn't necessarily call the Overwatch 2 version of Lucio or the Overwatch 2 version of, of Tracer as looking very Pixar. I'm really interested to see how they do it, see how this goes, and see how it's received. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, if if Overwatch 2 was a new game you had to purchase and nothing but carried over from Overwatch Prime, let's call it, uh, yeah. Overwatch Prime, there would be a lot of really angry people, and I definitely think there'd be some regions of the world that would investigate um, how that went. Uh, mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people in other parts of the world that are not North America that have really big issues with the gambling aspect of loot boxes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I do think Overwatch 2 may not necessarily have loot boxes, though. It may... It, if Overwatch 2 does a different kind of scheme for, like, cosmetic items, I, I, I feel like it'll be done in a different way than loot boxes. Maybe more earned based on... Right what you do and where you are like, in the story and that kind of thing. Use a, use some sort of XP earning system to uh, where you earn the rewards and there's no, there's no randomness, but uh, they may put in some sort of system where like you might be able to pay for the ability to get double XP or triple XP or something like that, where rewards still aren't randomized, but if you use their paid options, you get them faster. Okay, that could work. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Overwatch PVE mode. So, yeah, I definitely. mean, I love all the PVE events in Overwatch. Uh, if there is more Overwatch PVE content and if it's substantial, I will likely pay for it. So, I, I can't wait to to get all the extra details. What could they put in a collector's edition to make it worthwhile? In a collector's edition, I have no idea. Let's be real. It's a Blizzard collector's edition. I'm gonna buy it. I don't have the original Overwatch collector's edition, so I don't need to. I'm good. Ooh. I need to put another shelf in to hold that one. <laughs> their, their, their big deal collector's editions are freaking huge. I'm looking at, yeah. like, my Overwatch collector's edition box is huge. That 15th anniversary collector's edition yeah, box that, is that huge. Was, yeah, that was huge. I mean, they both came with statues. That had a yeah. big thing to do with it, but still. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. All right. Um, so I think that's it for the leaks. I don't see anything else here. Am I missing something? There's uh, not really. I mean, there's a lot of uh, just tons of speculation. And I think this kind of carries over into the fact that, uh, uh, folks, we're recording this on the Monday before BlizzCon. And there are six panels that 
we don't know exactly what's going to go on there. And I mean, we're, we're speculating, obviously, that Diablo 4, Overwatch 2, new WoW expansion, you know, that could take three of them. There's four coming soon panels, all on the Mythic stage. And, and by the way, and yes, two, two on the second day. day. But one thing that needs to be stressed about these coming soon panels, and I think it's important, especially for our listeners that do not plan on getting the virtual ticket for whatever reason, this year... Unlike other BlizzCons in the past, you will be able to see not only the opening ceremony for free without a virtual ticket, Blizzard is allowing people to watch those four coming soon panels on the Mythic stage free of charge. Oh, that's good. That's a, that is a very big deal. Yeah, and I think that's very telling. Yes. Whatever they're planning on announcing for those four panels is friggin' huge. And I think that also tells me that if those four coming soon panels are that important, that tells me that the two coming soon panels on Saturday are not necessarily as important. So what I think those two on Saturday could be is maybe there's a mobile game talk on the second one. Uh, Maybe one of them is like a deep dive of one of the big announcements, just more information on their day one thing. I'm not... I mean, the, the coming soon panels on day two are a thing, but I'm not looking at them too much as being like, there's six things that Blizzard's going to announce. I think we're we're looking at four, maybe five big announcements. I don't consider Hearthstone stuff a big announcement, by the way. I mean, I love Hearthstone. Hearthstone's the main game I've been playing from Blizzard lately. But I don't consider Hearthstone reveals a big announcement. Uh, so... I think we're all fairly much in agreement that Diablo, Overwatch, and WoW take up three of these four things. So I think the question we should pass, you know, around the table here is, what the heck is that fourth one? Now, my thought behind this, and this kind of ties into what I'm noticing in the map, they've got a, they've got a, a new area in the map in Hall E that has a bunch of their old games. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm talking, a, they have a Blackthorn demo set up, they have Lost Vikings demo set up, they have a Rock, Rock and Roll Racing demo set up. Maybe it's, a, maybe maybe that coming soon isn't just about one game. Maybe it's about a re-release for all those games. That's possible. Here's my theory on Hall E. If you have not been to BlizzCon before, for, it's going to be a little hard to to really process this, but uh, Toasty, Medros, you guys have been to Holly, right? When you've had to pick up your badges and go to the Blizzard store and all that, right? That's Correct. the basement, right? Yep. Okay. Okay. Hall E is freaking huge. Yes. In fact, Hall E is so huge that I'm sorry, even with that list of all those Blizzard games that could be played down there, and Heroes of the Storm is included down there. They can make the Heroes of the Storm area somewhat sizable because Deathwing. But I'm sorry, there's no way that that space just contains everything there unless one of those franchises in that list is actually for a reboot of something and that demo area is significantly larger than we realize or if there's just flat out a new IP or a or a demo station being hidden down there. Hall E is like the perfect way to hide a demo area or multiple demo areas. Everyone, of course, notices on 
the map for this year that there's a significant space in uh that's missing on this in the same hall where the mythic stage is oh you mean and the walking think... area right the, the path there it's, it's, it's lots of walking space that's that area is always very crowded row they needed to give more space for people to get by so it wasn't so crowded coming in out of that space that's all that's why diablo immortal there was there last year uh <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think it's practically. I would bet money. I would bet cold hard cash that Diablo Four or whatever they call the new Diablo project is being demoed up there. But I think that Hall E is their ace in the hole, literally, because it's in the hole downstairs. Uh, I think Hall E is going to carry not just the Blizzard Arcade and all the old school stuff. Hall E is going to have something new down there whether it's a reboot of a franchise, an entirely new IP, but Hall E is going to have something that brings people downstairs, not just for the old games, not just for Deathwing and Heroes, but for something new and something big. So and that's thoughts. what the fourth panel is. Two thoughts. One of the things listed here is cinema. Yeah. And they're, you know, they've been tossing around or, you know, leaks have been tossed around about Diablo, Netflix, that kind of thing. So maybe... But I just had thought, like looking at this list, you know, you've got you've got your Lost Vikings, you've got your rock and roll racing. It's called Blizzard. Okay, what if, what if Blizzard is actually putting out a arcade game where you can go and choose to play these different games? I mean, so all these games are classic games and they do have a team assigned to work on support for classic games. And in some cases, that's led to StarCraft Remastered, uh, led to Warcraft 1 and 2 being available on GOG. Uh, Diablo 2 Remastered, by the way, that's a big thing being talked about. I don't think I could see Diablo 2 Remastered getting revealed. I don't think it would get its own panel on day one, mind you. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. It, I think what that, it sounds me, like a good idea. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, like, what, what confuses me is that, now correct me if I'm wrong, but the fact that they're demoing Lost Vikings and Rock and Roll Racing, like, it makes me wonder... Are we going to be seeing these in a new light? Are we getting a remastered? Are we getting them on the Switch? Are we getting them on mobile? Like, and there's just multiple games on here. And it just, you know, it makes I, me wonder. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them's remastered, like I said. But I do think that this BlizzCon is so big that there has to be a new IP. I, oh, I'm, yeah. practi I I'm practically convinced there has to be a new IP. Yeah. Uh, remasters are fine and cool, but people want the new shiny stuff too. I, I mean, mean Medros, he Blizzard, likes the new shiny stuff. I think Blizzard <laughs> is just uh, looking at a new monetization model. They have created a bunch of, of uh, arcade cabinets so you can play their games and they can charge you a quarter per round and they just, they just want to make some more money. That's all. They, they, Man, they a, squeeze qu a quarter, quarter per play? A quarter per that's That's a good deal nowadays. Most, most of them are 50 cents at least. Maybe the better of ones will be a dollar or fifty cents. Who knows? Uh, before we talk too much about the map and schedule that you've already blown right into, uh, let's ask one of our contest winners. Okay. So there, there, it, it's it's in the show notes. So our first winner being announced is from my my favorite theme, the the Yar theme. 
And the winner is Arlena. So congratulations, Arlena. And you will be getting a virtual ticket. Congratulations, Arlena. Congrats. Who is not actually here right now. But congratulations, <laughs> nonetheless. You'll be getting yours by email before Thursday at midnight. All right. So, yeah, let's talk more about the schedule and map. Um, so... Other than the big walking space, right, right, right outside of Hall D, um, get let like everybody get by without any problems. There's nothing going there, I'm sure. Um, what do you guys think of, of the layout of what they've done here? Like, I I haven't been to the convention since they opened the extra uh, section area there that, that they built on. Um, Ro, you were there last year. I think it was open <clears> then, right? <throat> it was right. Yep. And, Ro and, and Toasty, you were there last year as well. Uh, you'll be there this year. Um, do you guys feel like last year they really used that space well? <laughs> um, getting getting to and from Hall D was a pain in the butt. The way because the seating was turned to face toward the back of the convention center, I remember navigating through navigating gang into seating for Hall D was a real pain in the butt for the opening ceremony. And considering that all these coming soon panels are happening in Hall D, I think Hall D and and I will say it in a way that is uh, still kid friendly on this show is going to be what I call a fuster cluck. So, you, <laughs> okay. So please, please kind of explain that more. Cause last time I was there, uh, the stage was against what I guess is the separator between hall of D and C. Yeah. Where yeah. was the stage last year? Against the back of the, against the very back of the convention center. Yeah. It, it basically oh. the, the stage and stuff is turned 90 degrees. Okay, yeah, that would definitely. Be a, you see, um, so the see where the where the word Hall D is, yeah. the stage would be close to there. Yeah, I could definitely see that being um, a, a fuster cluck. A fuster cluck. Yes, yeah. definitely see that. I love that so much. Can I please use it? You may absolutely. Use it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would that would be terrible. Um, it was absolutely terrible. It was. Yeah, it was. Okay, uh, so what about the stuff over on, like, the North Hall and stuff? Do you, do you guys feel like last year they used that area very well? The North Hall? Uh, well, here's the thing about the North Hall, though. The North, I mean, y to answer your question, yes. I mean, the Darkmoon Fair had been in there uh, before, and it was there again, uh, it was there again last year. And it's going to be a there again this year with the Epic stage there. So the top part of the hall of the north hall level two is going to be the same the interesting thing is that level one of the north hall because with hall e being the arcade they have for one thing moved hearthstone back into the main convention center uh the the hearthstone stuff was in the bottom floor of the north hall but hearthstone's back in the main convention center and the the gear store and the the statue pickups are going to be in the bottom part of the North Hall. Uh, I think that's a better use of the space because the bottom floor of the North Hall just felt like you were kind of out in the boondocks. So uh, giving people reason to go there, i.e. the store, is a is a pretty smart move. And giving Hearthstone a little more attention in, in the center of the convention center, uh, I like the changes that they made to the North Hall. Uh, the North Hall is definitely, it complements BlizzCon, but at the same time, I would say it's not 
the most essential part of BlizzCon, unless you are talking about gear and collectibles and and that and that kind of stuff. Uh, the Epic Stage is going to have some great content on it, though. I, if you look at the schedule, there's going to be some awesome panels for the Epic Stage. Maybe not the stuff that some people are really excited for, but for me, when I look at some of the stuff happening on the Epic Stage, uh, Heroes of a Storm update, I'm interested in that. Uh, many of the artist panels are going to be taking place on the Epic Stage. Uh, that's that's the kind of stuff that you really don't get outside of uh, BlizzCon. The stuff with the artists and everything. Uh, voice acting stuff is actually going to be on the Mythic Stage on day two, which I think is pretty cool. It's it's nice to see that the voice actor things has yeah, moved up. definitely. But yeah, the North Hall, I think, is being used more efficiently this year than it has been in previous years. Yeah, what I like about their decision to move the storage to the North Hall, too, is like we're not in a basement, which is going to be great because uh, especially for people with like the blank shopping and stuff like that. If you're if you didn't get that email prepared before you got down there, odds are you probably weren't accessing Mm. that email downstairs. Yeah. That, yeah. Unless you're wanting to pay for expensive convention center Wi-Fi. So yeah, having the store not in the basement, A plus move was. Mm-hmm. Now, Toasty, you you can't learn new languages unless you're in a basement. Oh, I'm actually thinking about that for a minute. Yeah, that yeah, that's tough. So <laughs> so more seriously though, um, one thing that I've seen a lot of people surprised by and confused by is the registration and i i know people who are very happy because they the parking lot that they're choosing is is where they used to park so mm. the, the badge pickups in the sheraton parking lot yeah that's, that's different yeah well i mean there's here's the thing blizzcon and blizzard is growing the way they're expanding everything i they ran out of space for registration so (laughs) oh no the overwatch league gear store is right outside my hotel that's oh no (laughs) oh is that do i need to lock you in your room Oh. Is that a, is the Overwatch League gear in front of the Clarion or something? It's, oh, it's, it's pretty close it's to the really Clarion. Close. It's pretty close, yeah. We're both staying there. I, you know, I, I can help you out with that, Toasty. And, and, and I'm, saying, I'm telling you guys now, I fully expect the fountain outside of the hotel, I expect gifts from there. Like what now? I, I expect Pokemon gifts from that fountain. It's a stop. Well, here's the thing: the the way they have the way they have things uh, set up, uh, the food trucks and the fountain. And you weren't there last year for this. So I don't know if you might recall this, but that's within the security checkpoint. Like, so if they, you want to, if you want to use the food trucks, you have to go through security. So the food truck, like the the the, the plaza walkway, is is secured once again. Is what you're saying? Yes, looks that way. Yeah, it's okay. colored black i hadn't seen pictures of the of the walkway i'd only seen pictures of the front of the building and there and it didn't look like there was the, the big fencing and, and walls they had up last year so well mind you this is the earlier part of the week they may yeah. not have all that fencing up yet but yeah it's it's supposed to be secured so that the all the black area there is all the secured area is what you're saying correct gotcha yep. 
Um, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm very intrigued by the fact they, they felt they had to move the registration and uh, pass pickup to the Sheraton parking lot. Um, but you're right. I mean, they are, it, it, the, the convention's growing every year, and they clearly needed it this year. Hey, um, now with nerds can get away. some sun. <laughs> wait, wait, what? What is this, what is this word you're talking about? Sun, it's that big orange fiery ball in the sky. Oh, the day fire. Okay. Yeah, we can't see it too good right now because, you know, snow. Yeah. It's Ugh, there. Snow. Something I would not miss if I was going to BlizzCon. I, we, so we just had a huge storm blowing last night. We, we got tons of snow last night. We're supposed to get snow tomorrow and we're supposed to get snow on Wednesday. So I'm a little worried about my flight being delayed on Wednesday. I'm, I'm so ready to go to California. I don't blame you. Don't blame me at all. All right. Well, um, I'm very curious to see how the map works out this year. Uh, I, I'm very curious to see if there's any hitches. I, I assume Hall E will probably be off limits until after the opening ceremonies, if Rose right. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how things go, I guess. Yeah, and, and again, like last year, the opening ceremony will be able to be seen in multiple stages. So uh, you don't have to go to uh, Hall D for the opening ceremony, but I would still recommend trying to go to Hall D for the opening ceremony because you're probably going to want to be there for the rest of the day if you care about all those big reveals. Yep. And I was just going to no, go no, go make a bad joke, but let's, let's just hope they don't try to do a audience participation thing again because that went really poorly last year. Oh man, that was painful. I assume that they're going to do the multi-stage announcement again. Um, yeah. Hopefully, without the f uh, Buster Clucks they had last year. Um, it, it, there will be fewer Buster Clucks because they aren't involving the arena stage this time. Are you sure about that? Because they have yes, they have two, I, things, I, two things they can announce for that stage now. No, they're no that that's they're going the. The announcements are half taking place from Hall D, uh, from the four, from A, B, C, and D. That's where they're planning the stuff for the announcements and stuff. The arena, you can sit in the arena and watch the opening ceremony, but the announcement stuff is happening in A through D for the opening ceremony. I, 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 I know this for so. I know this for a fact. Let, I will just say that. I okay. Then we will, <laughs> uh... this is something that I know of. <laughs> All right. Uh, Road the All-Knowing, gotcha. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, let's move on from that and talk about the schedule. So, uh, we have mentioned uh, once or twice here already uh, that the coming soon uh, comedy troupe is playing uh, five, six times this week in the weekend. Uh, so, that should be a really good show. Um, but they also have, like you said, the uh, Overwatch, the Voices of Overwatch panel. Um... Very interested to see that. I always enjoyed that one, and that is that is on uh, stage, the mythic stage, right? You said, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, that one, like I remember the first one. Uh, they absolutely could use the mythic stage that year without any issues at all. Oh yeah, because that that was a very packed panel. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have um, a quarter century of Warcraft audio, which. Is I love the title of it, and I'm very curious to see how much old stuff they're going to use in that in that uh, panel because uh, they, they have a lot. Hmm? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The original Warcraft 1 audio. Yeah, that'll... That, yeah. That, yeah, that's old. Uh, besides the the coming soon comedy panels, uh, what other ones are you guys looking forward to on day one? Day one, uh, Hearthstone update, Heroes of the Storm update. Um, I, I hope the update from Heroes of the Storm is that it still exists. Yeah. Because uh, questionable yeah, uh, sometimes. Uh, uh, questionable, you say, and yet Deathwing was revealed for Heroes of the Storm last week. See, so here's a question about that. Yeah. Why did that reveal? Why did they reveal that last week? Because of, like, the other announcements are that freaking huge that they don't have time for Deathwing in the so. opening ceremony. I really I, hope so. There's four coming soon panels on day one. I'm actually not surprised nor upset that they gave Deathwing its own time and space. And that actually makes me super hyped. And now, mind you, I will. I, I, I've got to warn Blizzard on this by putting Deathwing on its own spot. You've just raised the bar on expectations for this opening ceremony in this day one of BlizzCon. Because you're saying that this is so big that the most requested for hero in Heroes of the Storm since the history of the game began was not big enough for BlizzCon. That is setting an expectation bar higher than I can reach. Right, like it just makes me wonder because the Heroes of the Storm update panel is 45 minutes. Right, and we can all expect you know a new hero. Obviously, you know that's not no surprise. And I, awesome. but well, like, I don't think there will be a new hero. I think de they'll talk about Deathwing and they'll talk about new content coming to the game. But I think Deathwing's the only hero that gets focus. I don't think we hear about anything else besides Deathwing hero wise. I think my 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 thinking is, what all are we going to be finding out in this forty five minutes? Because possibly honestly, new map. I did, not, I did not expect them to have a Heroes of the Storm panel. I wanted them to have one, but I kind of wondered if there was going to be one. So I. It's happening on the yeah. epic stage, which is the sign. I yeah, mean, the fact true. that that's it's true. taking place in the North Hall. I mean, it, uh, let's let's not kid about this. See, Heroes of the Storm does have an update panel, but it's been relegated to the the, the kitty table of BlizzCon, as it. Same yeah. thing with Hearthstone. The reason why Hearthstone's uh, update is happening in the epic stage is because these are lesser panels. Even a, a Hearthstone expansion, which I'm actually very excited for because it's supposed to be the conclusion to a, a year-long arc. Uh, and it got a bit of a teaser today, by the way. But this stuff is that. considered the minor stuff of BlizzCon, and it's being assigned in the proper place for that. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It, there's never been this much mystery about BlizzCon in the history of the convention. It has never been like this. We still uh, kept one more thing because I, man, it, we've already spent so much time on this. But can I bring up the fact that it is Monday night at 10:30 p.m. Eastern time, literally just. Less than a week before BlizzCon, we don't know what's happening in the closing ceremony at all. That has never happened in BlizzCon history, ever, ever, ever. The triumphant return of Mike Morheim and the Elite Tornitutions. Dude, don't get me that. started. <laughs> 
like the the one thing we were going over things like how do you make how do you make everyone's BlizzCon dreams come true? If you start or close BlizzCon by having Mike Morheim say I'm back, my goodness. Are you kidding me? The, the nerdgasms would be extreme. Two, two thoughts. One is there is a part of me that wonders if they had some group band something lined up and they pulled out last minute because of the controversy. Possible. Possible. And so now they're probably running around like chickens with their heads cut off. But now I'm also kind of wondering, because like my, my prediction, because our question of the week involves you know what the band was and my prediction was... ETC, which would be awesome. But now, and for the life of me, I cannot remember who I saw this from on Twitter. And Ro, it may have been you. But what if we're going to see either some Diablo Netflix screen? Something there. from a Blizzard animated series that's yeah, going to. I think that was you, right? Didn't you say yeah, that? Th yeah, that was me. Th or, that's, yeah. What if the Warcraft team has been working on some kind of movie? In their really fancy graphic styling that we've all been calling for. I mean, yeah, there's that. But here's the thing. If they were to do something like that, that they would make that BlizzCon exclusive and not show that online. Because mm, they'd make point. that something that people would have paid. Maybe see. we get a trailer for that. And then we get like a Diablo on Netflix thing. And then we get a brief yeah. performance by ETC. And we just get all these things. Okay, Allie. <laughs> I, I hear you bringing up ETC. I really need to bring up an important point about ETC. What? Do, do you know who is in ETC? Yes. Okay. ETC includes two people that are not currently with Blizzard. Yeah, but, really? said, why, I, I, but they could yeah. still invite them to come play. That wouldn't be a bad thing. Hey, I, know, yeah. I know one of them. I don't know who the second one is. Huh? I, I only know I, the I, two members of the band, so... I am pretty sure. I mean, I, I I don't think Samwise is officially doing Blizzard stuff anymore. Uh, he, he hasn't ha he hasn't been doing anything in an official capacity that I've seen. He doesn't have like an official Blizzard title, as far as I can tell. He's been doing a lot of independent stuff lately. I don't think Samwise is like deeply entrenched in Blizzard right now. He might be a consultant or something like that. But okay, here's what we get. Here's what we get. They had some other plan. And they pulled that plan, that group, whoever it was, pulled out last minute. So now they're scrambling, and they're going to turn to ETC. Uh, I mean... Any, <laughs> I can hope. Let me anything's have hope. Anything's possible, but I don't think it happens. <laughs> I, I think you have a better chance of a video games live-like thing oh, happening. Oh, that would be amazing. And I oh, could see, yeah. I could see them holding that as a, a pretty close-to-the-chest reveal. I could also see them maybe finding a way to make that happen last minute. I don't know. It, it's, it's just a lot of things about this BlizzCon are so oh. bizarre. The, the amount of mystery, the amount of unknown things, even even during a day where we've gotten a substantial amount of leaks and information, as much stuff as we know supposedly about this coming BlizzCon, there's a lot of stuff we still don't know, and that is so weird. Well, we only I, I have to agree. wait four more days. Four more days. I, I will obviously agree there are definitely a lot of more unknowns at this point than I expected. Yeah. And and I'm not doing a lot of work out, or uh, Blizzard stuff on uh, Sam's uh, Twitter, so you may be right. Maybe you may be right. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's that's what I thought. I mean, it may have not gotten a whole lot of like attention and stuff that he left Blizzard or anything like that. I don't think that necessarily anything happened to put him on bad terms. I think Sam just started to do his own thing, and I, yeah. That's what I believe, anyhow. I might be wrong. I'm not, yeah, I'm not seeing anything stating that he left. As of last, people were aware he mm -hmm. was still working on Heroes, but we know what happened to Heroes, so. Yep. But that'd Indeed. be a huge loss for the company, in my opinion. Yeah. But that would make it so that literally everybody who was on my bucket list is no longer a Blizzard. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I, 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 I okay. So let's let's talk about day two schedule because I think that has as much crazy a, as expected. So we have to address the elephant uh, in, in the colon. Um, there has been a lot made about the format of the question and answer session this year, and since we have somebody who's participated in the question and answer session, please, Ro, tell us. How does the question and answer session work in years past when you've gone? I wish I could tell you the whole story. I can't. I can tell you the stuff I'm allowed to say. Tell, tell um, us how it would work for a normal person <laughs> who doesn't get the first question to every BlizzCon he goes feel, to. Okay, so, I mean, it's no surprise that I may know a little more people because I've been the first person to ask a question in the WoW Q&A for three years. Uh, you go to the Darkmoon Fair... You fill out a card, you drop it in the mailbox, which is really cool looking. Uh, there is a deadline for those questions to be submitted on day two, sometime in the morning. Uh, sometime in the morning hours, uh, people go through those questions. They weed out a lot of the questions that just are either dumb or redundant or aren't questions that the team is likely going to be able to answer not that they not that they throw away all the hardball questions there are actually some pretty good hardball questions they kept in it uh, last year but there is a lot of filtering through those questions there are a ton of questions submitted there's a lot of filtering you can also submit questions through a forum post online i uh, those questions after those questions are filtered uh, a few hours before the q a happens uh the people that submitted those questions are contacted because when you fill out the question you put down your phone number a way that you can be contacted uh people that got their questions selected that dropped the one in the box at blizzcon are contacted and said uh, your question's been selected for the wow q a uh, this is, we want to know if you want to participate. And then if, and if you say yes, and they say, okay, please meet us here, uh, an hour or two before the Q and a, uh, to get, you know, lined up and stuff and, and get ready for the Q and a. So if you participate in the Q and a, you're actually, you have to show up to the meeting spot for the Q and a about an hour before the Q and a happens, you are handed cards that have your question on them. Like they, and in some in some cases, the question might be worded a little bit differently. Uh, I've not too differently from however you've submitted, it, but just in a way that like makes better sense to, to to you know present it and stuff. So when you see people holding up cards, they're reading essentially their own question. I uh, I think part of the reason, 
and this is just speculation on my part. Part of the reason that they give us the cards to read our own question, even though we remember the questions that were submitted, is to kind of hopefully divert people from going off script and saying something that they weren't supposed to say. Uh, so, yeah, that's how it's happened at the WoW Q&A in the past. I, it does a fairly good job at filtering things and making sure that no weird stuff happens for the most part. But that being said, uh, every once in a while you get some things that slip through the cracks. Now, that's for the WoW Q&A. Other Q&As may work differently. That is just my experience from the WoW Q&A. I think the WoW Q&A will work pretty much the same as it did in past years. Uh, really cool this year because in the past they would have uh, a community manager or something holding, uh, holding the mic or being in charge of the mic when people are speaking. This year, Taliesin from Taliesin and Evatel is going to be holding the mic while people ask questions. And, Ev and Evatel is going to be up on stage uh, as, you know, the other half of part of the, the, the MC, as it were, for the Q&A. So I think that's super awesome. Uh, the Q&A is going to happen this year the same way it has in previous years, at least for a while. But, but Ro, they're, they're doing it differently because they don't want Hong Kong questions. They don't want trouble and they don't want problems that they had last year with that one April Fool's question. They're doing it differently because they want to silence people. They aren't doing it differently okay. at all. It's being done exactly the same way it has been done the past years, and people like to magnify small things and take things out of context and blow Never. things out of proportion. What? Somebody's overreacting on the internet. People are overreacting that. on the internet? Are we on the internet? Yes, we are. Why am, I, why am I not blowing things out of proportion? Uh, pardon my sarcasm, but I, I wanted... I, I, I want to take advantage of having you here to uh, gently remind any listeners who may think that there is something untoward happening to make sure that people realize that this is nothing out of the ordinary. It, it's, it's nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, there are going to be a lot of questions that are submitted that don't make it to the Q&A, but I can say... From personal experience, uh, a lot of those questions that don't make it, you don't want those asked at the Q&A because they're pretty bad. There's rarely that, there are rarely ever questions that I would say are good questions that don't make it to the Q&A. Trust me on this. And then there was silence. I was trying to think of something funny to say, and I like, completely blanked. I was trying I to think like of I a failed. question that I could submit. Because so, it, it's got to be good enough. The, the, problem is, the questions I want asked are ones I don't know yet. And I won't know until Friday. Right. And that I mean, that's why they have the whole thing at the Darkman Fair with the box of dropping questions, because a lot of people don't know the questions that they're going to ask uh, until basically the day of BlizzCon. And I will just say uh, kudos to whichever individuals end up being in charge of filtering the questions this year because I feel like even though no Hong Kong questions are going to make in stuff like that, I feel like they're going to go through a lot of those. Yep. I suspect there will be somebody who will at least try at one of yeah. the Q&As. Sure. Don't know which one, but one of the Q&As, somebody will try to ask a Hong Kong question, and, and... I think it'll be time delayed for the streams so that they can mm -hmm. silence it. No, uh, here's what here's what I think about that. I believe that anyone involved in a Q&A for any of the games 
Uh, prior to BlizzCon going on, they've been given instructions as far as like a pretty much more or less scripted response to give to anyone who brings up Hong Kong. Uh, they will say something to the effect of, hey, we, uh, we, we respect the sense of situations happening, blah, 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 but we're trying to focus on the games and stuff here for BlizzCon. And then th that's how they will d dismiss the question. If someone tries to go with that move, they won't notch it. It's like, hey, yeah, that that's an important thing, and you know that. Thanks for bringing it up, but we'd like to focus on the games at least right now. Yeah, BlizzCon, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I I just think I think somebody will make it uh, make it through with the Hong Kong question. That, that absolutely, absolutely, and they'll be given a response that is respectful and appropriate. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Though you probably know because you know everything. I don't know everything. There's just some things I know more than others. So, I'm sure you've been asked this, but how did it feel to be followed up by him last year? I knew a half an hour before it happened. I knew what was going to happen, and I was the only one in the Q&A line who knew that he was going to be after me. And... It was that was a pretty crazy thing. Uh, I mean, I knew that he was the, the whole way it played out. He wasn't in line for the whole time. He was seated in a section of the audience, uh, and I knew that basically that if you go back and go back to that last Q and A, you'll hear that I start to ask one question, and it's not the question on my card because I'm so flustered by the fact that I know that Chris Metzen's coming up. I completely forget the question that's in front of my face and I start asking a different question I'm like oh wait no that's not the question I'm supposed to be asking and then I read the, off the question on the card because I, I if you go back you'll see that and you'll be like oh yeah I, I knew what was going to happen I, I was the only person in line that knew what was going to happen so it was uh, Scott Platt, pretty right? weird uh, that stuff I mean I, Scott's like that's, that's what Scott said it. yeah Scott's right. talked about on the instance that it's something that had been talked about it wasn't something that was confirmed going to happen until the day of, but it was something that had been discussed sometime before it happened. Yeah, I I will be honest. I have watched that clip many times because it's just awesome. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it it was pretty good. All right. Um. I, I let me see. Is there any other schedule stuff we want to talk about? No, I think we pretty much covered it. All right, so let's move on. Uh, we announced another contest entry winner. Uh, this is for the formal uh, theme, uh, and the winner is Vanderdor, uh, who w ironically won every category they submitted for, um, but they can only win one. So this is the one that they were best chosen to, w to win. So. Congratulations. Um, let's move on to uh, some actual World of Warcraft news. Gasp. All right. Yes. <laughs> so this is just PTR info, so I will make it short and sweet. But one of the new systems coming out is not to replace Titan Forging, just kind of evolve the Titan Forging system, and it's basically corrupted items. So you'll start getting some raid gear and different drops that have something called corruption on them, and it's in red text. And it's plus 9 corruption, plus 
12 corruption, whatever it may be. And you have your overall amount of corruption on you, your character, throughout all these pieces. And from my understanding, based on this MMO article, the more corruption you have, you get a good buff and you get a negative buff, like a debuff. So the the positive ones were kind of similar to what we see with a Benthic gear. You know, you get you know increased critical strike gain from all sources by a certain amount. Haste mastery increases your avoidance. It could also increase your total health regen. It's kind of different, and there's some RNG it looks like based on what you get. But you also get a negative debuff based on your corruption level. So, for example, 10 corruption could give you grasping tendrils, which means you take damage. Your, your taken damage has a chance to slow your movement speed. And so it's this weird concept of you get these cool buffs, but because of old gods and corruption and just chaos, you also get these negative ones too. So it's just kind of a different way to handle gear. Also, weapons cannot be corrupted, so that's something. And also, apparently, the more corrupt you become with your gear, you actually get a more corrupted-looking version of you. And so you kind of see visually that corruption that handle that happens, which is kind of interesting. Um, have you guys looked at this much yet? What do you What do you think about this? I'm not a huge fan of it off the hop. <laughs> Um, I like I want to see how this plays out, but I mean, I think the point of this system was to kind of replace the RNG nature of Titan Forging of the Titan Forging system, where loot isn't necessarily, um, where just getting the loot isn't necessarily the upgrade. You gotta wait for that prime piece, and this seems like more of it, but coupled with bad stuff. I mean, but I think you I think we have the option of purifying the gear which is great but if you you don't want i mean the thing that they're trying to to do here is risk reward right it's like you can if you want to use these bonuses there's a penalty that you have to take for using them and there's a, a larger penalty to take if you equip too much of it so i think the risk and reward stuff is good but it, for people, for Mythic Raiders, people that want to game the system, people who are min-maxers, this is going to frustrate them more yeah. than Titan Forging does because there's multiple levels of RNG in terms of do you get the bonus that you're looking for? Is the corruption level manageable? Uh, how does the gear compare to other pieces of gear? The, the bonuses uh, aren't fixed on particular spots of gear. Uh, so it's it's definitely a system that is in iteration, and they've already made a couple of changes to it. Like the the level of corruption was going to be split into three tiers and RNG within those tiers, but they recently Ian Hazakostas mentioned that they're getting rid of that element of it, where it's going to be a fixed corruption penalty for each tier rather than a range of possible corruption there. So. 
this is one of those things where I applaud them for doing something different. There's obviously a lot of people that weren't big on the concept of Titan Forging. For me, I've never had a problem with Titan Forging, but I'm a fairly casual WoW player. Uh, Titan Forging is the kind of thing that I would love that, you know, people who play more difficult content don't really like too much. And I get that. I see where they're coming from. I This is one of those things where they're experimenting, you know, yeah, and... Totally. The, it, this is only going to be for 8.3. They've already said that there's going to be a... However they approach gearing in World of Warcraft, it's going to be handled differently in the next expansion. Yeah, like this is them trying to give us choices and give us those customization options mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And I mean, there's a blue post where they're actively asking for player feedback on this. And so I, I do think or wonder that they might take that feedback and use it to create some kind of new gearing system in the next expansion or to tweak it somehow. Or maybe just to entirely do away with Titan Forging and Warforging and this corruption stuff and everything. It's I, I do think this is something that like you said they're they're experimenting indeed all right uh well let's uh let's move on here and talk and announce one another winner uh and that is for uh our ice category Oh, that's me. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I saw show notes in purple. That'd be me. So uh, the winner of the ice category is Will Seiler. So, Will, congratulations. You have won a BlizzCon 2019 virtual ticket. Woo! Congrats, Will. All right. Um, so our next our next WoW-related topic is the finally the return of the Recruiter Friend system. It's back. It was promised to 8 point. It was promised in 825 and we got it. So yeah, you can, you can get started on collecting all those fantastic looking rewards that look archaeology themed but are definitely not archaeology related. Yay! I, I don't know if I want the, the stuff to come from archaeology or not. Like I don't. I, I'd like. I'd like them too. <laughs> yeah, I guess. My recruit, my attempts at recruit a friend have been less than successful. Yeah, I have no friends to recruit. <laughs> Same. All, all my friends play WoW or don't want to play. Like the yeah. the the most recent person I could have recruited, I, I don't even think I even tried. If I recall correctly, because I'm pretty sure he still he plays, and I don't think I got anything for it. So. But yeah, so if you want the monkey pet, the Dune Trekker mount, the title, the, all the months of uh, free WoW time, uh, get recruiting, guys. And of course, the backpack look. You know. Gotta get that. Indeed. All right. Um, so let's uh, let's do what another contest entry winner. Allie, that's you. Yes, that is me. So, I was looking at Recruiter Friend. I apologize. So, our <laughs> next winner is for the water theme. 
And that winner is Draven. So grats, Draven Dresden, and you will be receiving that in your email. Woohoo! All right. Uh, and I think that's about it for news. Let's talk about our second sponsor, shall we? All right. So our second sponsor, as usual, are the great folks over at Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash books 2019. That's bit.ly slash books 2019. Now over 200,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today, in honor of Ro being on his on the show again, we're going to listen to Ready Player One. <laughs> I was jolted awake by the sound of gunfire in one of the neighboring stacks. The shots were followed by a few minutes of muffled shouting and screaming, then silence. Gunfire wasn't uncommon in the stacks, but it still shook me up. I knew I probably wouldn't be able to fall back asleep, so I decided to kill the remaining hours until dawn by brushing up on a few coin-op classics. Galaga, Defender, Asteroids. These games were outdated digital dinosaurs that had become museum pieces long before I was born. But I was a gunter, so I didn't think of them as quaint, low-res antiques. To me, they were hallowed artifacts. Pillars of the Pantheon. When I played the classics, I did so with a determined sort of reverence. And once again, that was Ready Player One, written by Ernest Klein and narrated by Will Wheaton. You can find that in over 200,000 titles over at bit.ly slash books 2019 And we thank Audible for their support of the show. Um, I believe we're going to announce another contest winner for Faction Pride. Indeed. I'm actually going to do two. Uh, And that is uh, Faction Pride, uh, which was won by Randy. And uh, we're going to go with the Peace and Virtue one, which was won by Northwolf. Uh, So congratulations to both of you for your winning. Yay! All right. Uh, Now time for the question of the week. All right, so our question of the week for last week was, what are your BlizzCon 2019 band wants slash predictions? <laughs> yeah, uh, a question know. that is still oh, relevant God. today. I didn't expect <laughs> it to be relevant today. Uh, BH says, not exactly a band, but Shen Yu. Uh, Dazzledorn says, Billy Ellish and Beck. Well, I'd like that, actually. Uh, Will Silas says, keep it a secret until it's showtime, then have Rick Astley come out. Of course, Will. That's why it's so secret! (laughs) We're gonna get Rick rolled at the end of BlizzCon! Why didn't I see this happening? That would be pretty amazing. Oh my. I wouldn't even be mad at that. If they were gonna take one opportunity to troll us, I I would be happy with that one. Sure. (laughs) You know what? Have Rick Astley uh, Astley, uh, intro uh, ETC. Yes. There you go. Oh, I would love it so much. He'll be the opening act for him. So good. Uh, so, Brasley said Da Vinci's Notebook, the Moog, the Moog Cookbook, Straight No Chaser, Frank Zappa, some very indie artists who are hilarious, wouldn't mind bare naked ladies, but I think they'd have to censor the virtual ticket to be NC-17. Frasley? Okay. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore the, the the silliness of the answer and just say that they're they're not actually naked and they're not ladies. But anyways, it's true. But but bare naked ladies would be awesome. It, I have. Seen I would love. I would love fun. to see bare naked ladies be BlizzCon. That'd be awesome. 
All right, so our question of the week for next week was, what was your BlizzCon 2019 highlight? Which we will obviously not be answering right now. <laughs> I, I My highlight is absolutely going to be the announcement of uh, Rock and Roll Racing Reforged. Totally going to be totally awesome. My BlizzCon 2019 highlight is going to be the reveal of the new IP. Mine... My, oh boy, gosh, this is my first one, so there's so many different things. I'm going to say overall, mine is going to be meeting some amazing people. I, I can't wait. Oh, that was mine. Well, not, uh-huh. meeting, not meeting new people necessarily, but like also just seeing everybody I only see once a year. That's honestly my favorite part about BlizzCon, but also give me Overwatch too. There you go. <laughs> Oh, I, I would absolutely take an Overwatch that is like campaign mode because I, I go for the stories and yeah. All right, let's do another contest winning announcement. So our next one is for the fire theme and the winner is Bullet Catcher. Congratulations. Woo! Absolutely. All right, uh, shout out time. Um, Ro, you get the first shout out. Uh, shout out to everyone at Blizzard Entertainment who is working together to put uh, BlizzCon 2019 together for everyone this year. Uh, as I think many of you know, uh, Blizz- outside of security for BlizzCon 2019, all the stuff that happens at BlizzCon 2019 is put together by Blizzard employees, people who, you know, 330 days of the year are mostly working on developing games, testing games, being community managers, uh, working in the mail room, uh, whatever job they may have at Blizzard Entertainment to design games and, and you know promote the games and all that stuff. At BlizzCon, they're doing something entirely different, whether it's working in the gear store, or helping at a demo station, uh, any number of other things. So uh, big shout-outs to everyone at Blizzard for year after year, you know, selflessly putting this together for the, the, the fans of the game. I, I think that is freaking awesome. And shout outs to everyone who plans to attend uh, World of Podcasting Con Before the Storm, Yay. which happens on Halloween, Thursday night at the Anaheim Hilton, starting at 5 p.m. Uh, shameless plug. <laughs> Just bring your earplugs, because I'm sure the DJ will be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I give an anti shout out? No. Yeah, anti shout out to the Hilton DJ. Yeah. 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 The place is hard enough to hear without the DJ. The DJ just makes <laughs> it impossible. Right. I honestly think that the Hilton does that to try to keep people from crowding up the place. Because if the Hilton DJ wasn't there. I think more people would show up and uh, the Hilton loves that the place is packed and that the bar lines, the bartender lines are full, but I think they do that as a way to drive some people away and they're successful at that. And then people go to the Sheraton and the Sheraton decides to not run a DJ, which is great. And the Marriott, apparently. Yeah. All right. Uh, up next, Allie. Well... I have multiple, but I'll go with one and say my shout out is to Frasley, who was the moderator for our Pod Before the Con panel. I know he was 
really nervous, but he did a great job. So thank you, Frasley. He did an excellent job. Yeah. And Toasty. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to everybody who helps organize Con Before the Storm and World of Podcasts. So, Ro, you're included in that. Uh, Seraphis, Zia, Bell, and uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting lots of other people, but like, shout out to you guys. It's one of my highlights for BlizzCon every year. I look forward to it. So, can't wait. Can't wait for Thursday night. It, there, there are countless number of people who put that together, but I am going to toss in the extra names. Fimless Hydra, Zavine, Twisting Our Blockcast people. They're a big part of making the art gallery work, and yes, yes really appreciated. Cool. Um, I am going to give a shout out to Haster, to Joe, uh, to WikiBH, and all the folks who are going to help make the Dawnforge coverage of BlizzCon happen. Uh, I won't be there on the Friday until I'm off of work. Uh, but I will be tuning into the, over, the opening ceremonies and as much as I can from work and will be partaking as best I can uh, when I'm off of work uh, wherever possible to be a part of that. So uh, looking forward to that and uh, Saturday can be a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to seeing how the Q&A goes and what all the coming soon ends up being. So uh, thanks, to, thanks to everybody who comes and tunes in. Um, it will be in the Discord here uh, for ATA. We may at some point try and stream it to Twitch. We're not sure yet. We'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, we won't have any prizes, but we hope you'll still join us anyway for some really fun times uh, hearing what's coming up in the Blizzardverse. All right. And Row. I, I think things have changed for you. So how can people find you? So there's a number of things that I'm involved in. Uh, I still do the Realm Maintenance podcast. You can go to realm-maintenance.com for that. Uh, if you are into Hearthstone, check me out on the Hearth Casual podcast. And if you like World of Warcraft and want to hear more talk about WoW, you can check out the Rolling Restart podcast. I... Uh, there is a whole bunch of Twitter handles for each of those shows, but you can get connected to all that stuff and learn more about me by following me on Twitter at Brian Podcaster. That might confuse you because I went by at Rowell before on Twitter. But if you're following me, if you were following me at Rowell, you're following me now. I just changed the name. Uh, I had to be super sneaky about it. So, yeah, I'm at Brian Podcaster on Twitter because uh, I'm more than just being about Roe. So that's where you can find me on Twitter. I do want to say if you are really excited for BlizzCon, check out the Realm Maintenance podcast feed for the next several days because there's going to be some extra content up there, including uh, a repost of World of the Podcast that the Frasley panel and that, and that Allie was on and, and everything else. And I'm putting a couple bonus bits of stuff there, too. And there will be BlizzCon coverage on that podcast feed throughout the weekend as well. Awesome. All right. One last contest winner announcement. All right. So this is for the Old Gods team. And our winner for that one is Meech. Congratulations. Hooray! Yay! Absolutely. Congratulations to all of our winners. Uh, again, that's Randy, Bulletcatcher, Vandredor, Will Seiler... Meech, Northwolf, Draven, and Erlina. Thanks everybody who submitted 
you guys did really awesome. I'm really proud of all you guys for putting your hearts into it. Um, I only wish I could give you all a virtual ticket, um, but it sounds like we're going to get a lot of free stuff. So if you weren't able to do that, uh, you can still watch some of the really great content out of BlizzCon without having to pay for it. So, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, again, thank you, for, thank you to Blizzard for giving us those virtual ticket codes. Um, winners will have them in their emails by Thursday night. And, um, yeah, so I think that's about it. Um, and uh, time for an outro. Are, are we doing a live outro reading? Sure, why not? All right. <laughs> if you'd like to reach us by voicemail, you can call one seven eight five ata wow 5 or one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com. If you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our new Bellnet group at bit.ly slash bnetata. You can follow the show on Twitter at allthingsaz. Follow Medros at Medros. You can follow Fandeth at Fandeth. Toasty can follow at ToastyPostyCan. And Ali can follow at AliandrasK. You can also follow Don Forge Productions at Don Forge, and please check out the other shows from Don Forge Productions, including Group Quest and Shattered Soulstone, uh, a, a show which I think is going to get a lot of attention in the, the the coming weeks with Diablo announcements from BlizzCon. You might be right. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of BlizzCon. Can't wait. Cheers, love. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Dawn Forge Productions, copyright 2019. Get more at thedawnforge.com. <laughs>